Hi, and welcome to the Good Dog Happy Baby Podcast, where we will help you prepare your dog for the arrival of your child. My name is Mike Wambacher, and I'm a professional dog trainer here in the San Francisco Bay Area. I've been training dogs here professionally for the last 22 years. I'm also the author of the best-selling book, Good Dog Happy Baby, an in-depth manual on how to prepare your dog for the arrival of your child. I'm joined here by my co-host and friend, Morgan Dix, who's going to help me sort through a lot of the issues you'll be facing in this exciting phase of your life. He's going to interview me, and we're going to lay out a lot of information for you to help you enable your dog to make this transition into siblinghood smooth and easy and free of hiccups. So let's not waste any more time and dive right in. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Episode 7 of the Good Dog Happy Baby Podcast. I'm joined today by expert dog trainer and best-selling author, Mike Wambacher. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. And today we're going we're gonna to go into a great question. And just to recap from last week, we, we asked the question, what if my dog doesn't like children? And we, we, again, we went really deep into, the, into this question. And, and the amazing thing is we try and keep these podcast episodes really short so they're digestible and that you can just in 10 or 15 minutes get the information you need and then act on it because often we you know we provide action points for you to move on and and uh it's amazing to me how much depth we actually can get into in that little time and and that last episode we really did and we're going to go even deeper into uh, a similar topic today so mike the question we're going to ask this week is my dog is afraid of being touched in sensitive areas of her body and in the context of prepare, preparing my dog for the arrival of my baby, is this something I need to be concerned about? Uh, yes. <laughs> Short answer. Definitely you should be concerned about it. This is, this, is, this is one of the key reasons why people end up rehoming their dogs. Because, And this is why I keep bringing up that threshold of eight months. At eight months, the baby starts walking. Not, not walking. Starts crawling and grabbing and all that stuff. And uh, that's when these you know, unintended or un planned interactions between dog and baby take place where uh, you know the baby maybe is crawling over on top of the dog or grabbing the tail and this is when so many people end up rehoming the dog because that's when the dog if the dog is, is sensitive in those areas they're going to defend themselves and it might just be a quick nip like a, the kind of a nip that you know if this happened on another dog you know it's like and a little snap it wouldn't even put a it wouldn't even put a scratch into another dog. It's just a warning bite. But on a baby's soft skin, you end up with a little puncture wound. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's and then all of a sudden you're painted into a corner. Now you've got a situation where you have to acknowledge my dog just bit my kid. And yeah. all, the, all the prep time is over. And, you know, you're in a bad situation at that point. And that's where so many dogs get rehomed. It's, mm. I, I mean, I have several cases going on mm. right now where um, the rehoming process is starting. Because because this happens. So, yeah, this is a huge deal. And it's something it's probably one of the things you want to take the most serious. That's, you know, in, and I mean, I keep in each one of these podcasts, I keep referring back to the modules of my e-course. Um, and, yeah, obviously, I would like to sell e-course modules. But then the main thing is I produced those first two modules around the quest. The first one is around this question, how to prepare a dog for childlike handling, because that's the number one cause for rehoming. And the mm. second one is related, which is the issue we talked about last time, 
which is, you know, what if my dog's just generally afraid of kids? So I'm not just plugging the course. I'm telling you, I put, I spent a year and a half producing this course to help people prevent precisely this thing, you know? Uh, And um, again, the the process that we use, well, A, we have to identify it as an issue. And then the the only process that you can effectively use is systematic desensitizing, um, which is just basically, again, it means slowly getting the dog used to that kind of handling and connecting it to something they really like again and yeah. again and again. And this takes time, 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 time and patience. You know, you, you can, uh, you want to basically start to mimic all the kind of childlike things, including like crawling on the floor, for example, it doesn't occur to a lot of people that dogs usually see people walking. They don't usually see people crawling. So just the fact that a dog is crawling towards a, a dog, I mean, sorry, that a child is crawling towards a dog can already put some dogs off. Then the dog, the child starts crawling on top and grabbing, and that can be just too much. So mm-hmm. we want to start mimicking these things. And I, I'll often tell parents, and usually guys are the ones that like doing this because guys like roughhousing with their dogs. I know I do. Um, yeah. uh, and sometimes the moms say, no, don't be so rough with the dog. Don't roughhouse with the dog. You know, you'll just teach them to be rough. And I'm saying, no, roughhouse with your dog, but do it with structure. Teach your dog, you know, and in that structure, you pull the tail, give him a treat, pinch him on the side, give him a treat, put your fingers between his toes, give him a treat. And by treats, again, I mean, super high end fun stuff, uh, uh, chicken, steak, you know, really cheese, good things. But yeah. you want to do these things with your dog over and over and over again. So they a start to get that we're, we're doing a game, B, that lots of great things are happening to you. And you also want to find where the edge is, you know, you don't want to push the dog too far, you always want to work in you know, sort of on this side of their reactivity. In other words, if you find that um, pinching them on the side a little bit causes them to kind of whip around and want to grab your 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 wrist with their mouth to say, hey, stop doing that, back off. Back off a little bit. Go back to a level where the dog can handle it and connect mm-hmm. it with a lot of treats until there's no more reactivity. This mm-hmm. takes time, time, time. And if there's any area where this admonition to start thinking about the transition for your dog to having a baby in the house should start as soon as possible after you find out you're pregnant. This is it. Everything else we can, you know, you can play, you know, there's some elasticity in terms of, you know, how we can play with time constraints, but not in this, not in this, because in this process, it's simply going to take the dog as long as it takes him or her to get used to this. And you don't have that much control over that. All you can do is repeat, 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 and soften, soften, soften the dog to, resistance you know so i can't overemphasize how important this is and people overlook it um do you have at what what are some like can you give a general estimate about time like you know how how what what are some examples you've seen like give us a spectrum it could take take months it could take months yeah it could take anywhere from a few weeks to a few months and um you know, I just, I don't know what else to say. I, this is when I, this is when I rattle off those statistics that I like to rattle off about the number of dog bites and so forth and so on in the United States every year, how many are on children. You know, the CDC is, you know, labeled dog bites on children an epidemic, etc. because it's often in relation to precisely this. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, you know, that's, you hear me getting a little hot about it because this is so important. It's also where bad injuries can happen if we don't get proactive about it. Um, yeah. I guess a related point I want to make is um, I was saying this to a couple that I'd mentioned uh, in the last podcast that I just started working with is make sure that your dog has a safe place. I think I said this on a previous 
podcast, especially if you've got a sort of a middle-aged dog or a geriatric dog, right? If you've got an older geriatric dog that's got a lot of sensitivities, maybe they have arthritis, they have physical pain, they're obviously going to be more self-protective, yeah. right? Make sure your dog has a safe place that, that it can take itself to when it just has had enough of the baby or that you can put it in. Mm. A safe place that it doesn't view as a place of isolation or punishment, but as a place of refuge and comfort. Yeah, And teach the dog, well, A, read when the dog is anxious and should just go there. And B, if possible, if the geographic layout of your place lends itself to teach the dog to take itself there mm -hmm. um, when it feels mm -hmm. anxious. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, those, those are the big things. I just, this is, this is an area where you want to get started ASAP um, and put it at the top. If you want to keep your dog, put it at the top of your short list of things to do. Yeah. And, uh, right. So we're basically talking about like, and, and I'm like, I can't, as you're talking about this, I just can't help but think of one of these YouTube clips I saw where like, you know, it was just, what struck me about it was how fast it all unfolded. Like the baby was just kind of, you know, the toddler was just crawling over to the dog and it was clearly, it's clearly comfortable with the dog. And then, and, and was like on the dog and, and like, you know, I can't remember what exactly it was, but touching the dog and on the dog and, and it seemed affectionate, but then like in a split second, it was like the dog just lashed out, bit the kid in the face and then was gone, you know, but it all happened in a split second and you didn't even really see what the trigger was. And then suddenly you're just like, oh my God, you know, it, that, you you didn't see it coming. That was the thing. You didn't see it coming. And obviously the kid hit a sensitive area on the dog and the dog just like instantly just snapped. It's posted on YouTube? Yeah. Wow. It's kind of gruesome. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like a snake strike. It's so fast. I tell this to people. It's just, I'm just repeating the point you're already just making. Yeah. This yeah. happens. So if you think that you can prevent it once it starts – Think again, because it's like a, a cobra strike. It's so fast. It's over in a second or two. And it changes everything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> because yeah. after that point, mom, dad will no longer be able to trust the dog. Yeah. At all. And yeah. in terms of rehoming the dog after an incident like that, you have to go to people and say, hey, my dog just bit my kid in the face. Do you want him? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's not exactly a, it's not exactly a big selling point. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, you know, so totally. I, and I also tell people, you know, this is where, you know, things get a little hard sometimes is because some dogs can't be completely reliably retrained in this mm. department. Some dogs just mm. cannot, they are just too sensitive. Um, and last year I had a few of these with, uh, with the dogs were geriatric already. They were seven, eight, nine years old. They had arthritis and various physical issues. Um, and then you have to be like honest with yourself and say, okay, maybe this isn't going to work. And then consider beginning to explore uh, rehoming the dog. But the thing is, if, you, if you're if you honest with yourself and you've done some work and you don't think it's going to work, you still have months. And if you do this proactively, then you don't have to go to people and say, hey, my dog just bit my kid. Do you want him? You can say, you know, I have an older dog who's uncomfortable with children and I don't want to take a risk and, you know, and then look for an appropriate home yeah. because sometimes sometimes unfortunately rehoming is the right move yeah and uh you know i'm not one of those people that's going to guilt trip or you know guilt trip people into saying uh well you know once you get a dog you commit to it for life and how dare you know you shouldn't you know how could you even think about rehoming your beloved pet 
But, um, you know, with stuff like this, we got to get real because, yeah. because if you can't rehome the dog after the bite and you don't want to live with the dog anymore and have your, your child be threatened, what's the other option? Yeah. Put the dog right. down. Right. right. Yeah. So this is where I, you know, like I said, it just gets real, real fast. Um, so it, again, there's a reason that the very first module that I produced around, you know, this, the, the video course was around this and it has the most content and it has the most variety, uh, because there's many different ways to approach this. And I was lucky enough to get, you know, five or six kids and their parents to work with me while I was shooting it. Yeah. Um, you know, to really demonstrate the many different things one can do to help prepare. And this yeah. is one of those things where, you know, I can, I can describe the systematic desensitizing, you know, but to see it is worth a thousand words because there's totally. a lot of subtlety in it. Well, yeah. And, and you can see the changes in the dog and then sometimes very quickly, obviously. And then other times, you know, as you said, it's, it's weeks to months, but you do okay. get the benefit of in this course, seeing some dramatic transformations. Yeah. There's one, you know, at the, uh, in the, um, in the module one, which is about how to prepare a dog for childlike handling. I put a little, just an additional video cause I had captured this video, uh, just to demonstrate systematic desensitizing and sensitive body parts. We had a 90 something pound pit bull, huge dog, very friendly, but you could not get near his feet, you know? And so, right. uh, so I videoed the process of systematically desensitizing. By the end of the hour, we actually clipped all his nails, which yeah. is, Again, I didn't expect that. I, I just, I just said, "Hey, we got this dog here. We got the cameras here." The guy just happened to sort of at the end of the video shooting tell me that the dog's sensitive around his toes, and so I said, "Well, let's give it a try." And uh, it's, it's a really, it's a fun demonstration of how much progress you can make with systematic desensitizing, even pretty quickly with a dog, you know, with a ninety-pound pit who won't let you get near his feet. Yeah, it was quite a, it was, uh, quite a transformation. I think you've seen the video, so you know what yeah, I'm. Yeah, it's about. it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. But that comes on the tail end of a whole bunch of other stuff. You, you know, how to use baby Bjorns to, to help teach your dog to accept childlike handling, how to use slings. How do, this all Anyway, I just highly recommend it. If your dog is even the least bit reactive to being touched in sensitive, you know, in, in sensitive parts of their body, I just, you know, again, it's not just a sales hustle. I really, I worked hard to put that module together for people like that. So everyone... We're going to wrap up now, but if you want to go ahead and learn more about systematic desensitization, a few recommendations. One, you can go back and listen to the last podcast because it's all about this topic. Two, you can get Mike's book over on gooddoghappybaby.com. He goes into this step-by-step -step with how-to information. You got everything you need in there. And then you also have the course. So the course is, as Mike was just talking about, you get to see it in action. So you, you're left with no questions about what systematic desensitization is. You see it in process, in action, and you see the effects of it sometimes immediately. And I just want to reiterate some of the, the or, or this kind of key point that you made, Mike, that obviously when you start to engage with a process like this, you, you want things to change fast, but you're dealing with a dog, sometimes an older dog or middle-aged dog, you need to give yourself time. Mm -hmm. if, the, if the dog has sensitive areas of her, of her body that she, she doesn't want you touching, it's gonna take some time. And, and, and it's really, the word is it's a process, it's a gradual process, and you have to make space for that. And like 
you know, Mike has exhorted us in every single episode. We have about 17 months from the moment you find out you're pregnant to the moment the baby starts crawling to really make these changes. So if you're in that window, you really want to start making these changes like as soon as possible. But also, as you'll see in the in some of these videos that free videos on Mike's blog and the in the incident one of the incidents we talked about there's you know there's this cocker spaniel that they within a few weeks they transform the dog and this is when the baby's already crawling the baby's already over a year old probably like a year and a half old right mike maybe two uh yeah something like that it was definitely yeah. uh crawling i think even walking yeah it was just sort of at the walks of yeah. probably about a year and two months year and three months something like that yeah so uh, all is not lost but you you, you know and and you can see in that video how it works, but you just you don't want to get to that point. That's what I understand. So, um, everyone, thank you so much for joining us again for episode seven of the Good Dog Happy Baby podcast. Mike, thank you for sharing your your intel and your authority and your intelligence. And uh, it's another great episode. So thank you. Great, thanks a lot. Really appreciate you. Um, you know, doing these nice interviews. Sure, I love it. All right. Thanks, everybody.